Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is I Will Fight You, a podcast where we've been turning opinion into stone-cold facts since 1986. Today's fact, stop trying to make Jeremy Renner happen. It's not going to happen. Please make it stop. I very appreciate the fact that Annie audibly hit her desk with that one. <laughs> she did. It's because it needs to be hit. It's very important. I need to make sure we get our point across. <laughs> because you guys, I don't want to watch Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters again for at least a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> this movie exhausted me. <laughs> Not in a fun way. No, that's the fascinating thing. By all accounts, you would think Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters would be exactly our sh- but it is not. I'm not saying it's entirely Jeremy Renner's fault, but I feel like he's a factor. <laughs> he is a factor. What was surprising to me was I set out to watch, well, rewatch it for the show. Sheena was like, oh, I love this movie and watched it with joy. What? Next to me. What? Yeah. So somebody likes this movie. So this movie does spark joy somewhere. Yeah. In a baffling way that was unexpected because I didn't expect her to like it. Takes all kinds. Also, it caused Oscar, who was just coming down to the kitchen, to pause and just stand in the kitchen for 30 minutes. <laughs> like, mesmerized? Or, like, just staring in in the middle distance? Mesmerized by witch hunters. <laughs> Fair warning, folks. I don't think we're going to attack this one with our usual fervor, but, like, I am fascinated in all the ways that this movie does not succeed in being exactly our sh**. <laughs> Look, man, it involves witches. Mm-hmm. I love witches. Not a vvitch, mind you. Just just a regular witch with, a, with an Earth W. It involves just cheesy, not exactly steampunk shit, but like the kind of anachronistic shit that is kind of like dopey and shit. This movie willfully disregards any attempt for you to decide when exactly it's supposed to take place. It just has a bizarro plot. It, ha- it has monster romance. Mm. Sort of. Does it though? It should. It should, but it doesn't. In a better movie, it would. Yeah. And it's just, it's cheesy and dumb as shit. It's stuff that we should love. And yet. And yet. And yet. It's the most 2005-ass movie to ever come out in 2013. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Complete with the song over the end credits, I was like, this movie should have come out in 2004. What the fuck is it doing in 2013? Like, I was talking about it with Lucas when I was telling him what we were going to do next, and he was considering buying the movie, and he was like, it reminds me a lot of that Brothers Grimm movie. And I was like, yeah, no, I think they came out around the same time, and no. They didn't. <laughs> no, there's almost a decade separating them. And here's the thing. Here's just like a quote from the Wikipedia page. Originally scheduled for release in March 2012, the film was delayed for 10 months to accommodate Jeremy Renner's appearances in The Avengers and The Bourne Legacy to allow additional time to shoot a post-credits scene. So what you're saying is if they didn't wait on Jeremy Renner, it would have gotten closer to its preferred time. Wait, there was a post-credits scene? Yeah, there was. No, well... Sort of. It's the coda scene at the very end that kind of plays a little bit over the credits. Oh, the bit in the desert. Yeah, they decided to wait 10 months to make that. Okay. There are two versions of this floating out. This movie is always rated R, but there is a theatrical cut and a director's cut, which is arguably worse. Yeah, I watched the unrated cut and I wish I hadn't. I've seen the unrated cut before, but it's been a while and I I watched the rated one, if you will. I was in the same boat as Mac. So you'll just have to fill us in, Kit. 
Anyway, let's get into it. This is one of those, like, edgy remake of a fairy tale things. Hey, remember all those? That was such a thing for a while. And this is no exception because we start with just like, hey, remember the story of Hansel and Gretel? And this is the part where my brain will basically refuse to make me say Hansel anymore unless I do it on purpose because of that one Bugs Bunny cartoon with Witch Hazel where the kid's like, yeah, and I am Hansel. And then Bugs Bunny and then, like, someone else are just like, Hansel? 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 (laughs) So now I have to say Hansel. The best part is that the movie goes, hey, remember Hansel and Gretel? And then assumes that you don't. (laughs) (laughs) And then just kind of replays the whole thing. Beat by beat. A good important note is the Gretel child looks like Gretel adult actor, but the Hansel child doesn't look like Jeremy Renner. At all. There's nothing that looks like Jeremy Renner on this earth. We even do, like, the whole thing beat by beat, including going to an elaborately designed candy house, which is, like, this visual, this candy house thing, this is a point where the movie should feel as silly, as indulgent as I'd like it to, but instead it has this dumbass, very literal candy house the kids even start eating, because they do, and the movie still takes itself super grimdark seriously. Somehow we have a candy house in the middle of the freaking woods with butt rock playing, and, like, this movie is not enjoying itself at all, and it will not for the rest of the film. Also, for some reason, just the look of this candy house makes me want a yarf. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like an appetizing candy house. And it definitely lends the question of, like, why the hell are these kids just starting to eat this thing? It doesn't look good. The door definitely looks like a ring full of people teeth. Oh, it does. Oof. Yeah, it looks like a sarlacc pit, you know, like an anus with teeth on it. (laughs) And of course, big, elaborate, beautiful candy house. They go inside, and then it's just like a crone cave. Oh, God. All the witches in this movie are monster crones. That's the kind of witch we're dealing with here. It gets pretty gross later in the movie, but I'll explain that when we get to it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They shove the witch into the fire, and then we get Jeremy Renner going, My sister and I never saw parents again. Yeah, why did Jeremy Renner need to have voiceover here? I feel like that wasn't planned, but they put it in because a test audience was dumb and didn't understand what was going on. I will give this movie one point in its favor, and then it actually does have a voiceover bookend. Like, they actually remember that they did it at the beginning of the movie and do it at the end, too. But on the other hand, it also has Jeremy Renner say, Never walk into a house made of candy. And if you're gonna kill a witch, light her ass on fire. (laughs) His delivery is so flat, he's f***ing mailing this in. (laughs) He might literally be phoning this in from the set of The Avengers. (laughs) We then go to the opening credits, which are old-timey newspapers. Oh my god, this credit sequence is so long! (laughs) God! Basically describing Hansel and Gretel killing witches. But important point of note is this is when I figured out that Will Ferrell produced this movie. What? Okay, I thought I saw Will Ferrell's name, but I assumed I was hallucinating. I saw it and I was like, surely it's not the same Will Ferrell. And I did look it up and it was. The same Will Ferrell? Yes. I saw that Hans Zimmer was an executive producer, but was not the composer, which I thought was weird. Yeah, apparently some guy who worked with Hans Zimmer ended up composing it. So like, I guess probably a friend of his. Because Hans Zimmer was like, mm, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. 
Yeah, this is for me, man. <laughs> and it's just like extreme butt rock over this whole opening credit sequence. Again, extremely 2005. Oh, the children were taken in by a local town. Put a pin in that one. They saved a child and killed a witch. And then they started killing more witches. Hansel and Gretel, they witch hunt. <laughs> and like, there's sometimes CGI guns and shit on there. And everything's on fire because it's extreme. Silhouettes of the two of them jumping up and stabbing spears down into a witch. It's very edgy. It's like openly juxtaposing like medieval demon art with newspaper clippings. Like Mackenzie said, this resists all attempts at figuring out when this takes place. (laughs) (laughs) Early firearms and the movable type printing press did exist, but broadsheets in that form (laughs) didn't exist for a hot minute. So eventually, as far as I can tell in their early childhood, before they started actively hunting witches, Hansel and Gretel just kind of went from town to town with witches, killing them wherever they went, like it's murder she wrote or something. They just keep stumbling upon witches like they're the freaking Baudelaire orphans. (laughs) Can you imagine they get to their third town start figuring they're going to start their lives over and then kids start going missing and they're like, son of a bitch! (laughs) This town will be a fresh start for all of us. We go past this montage to go to another blatant disregard for any kind of setting consistency. Oh my god. With a focus on a bunch of kids' pictures printed on milk bottles. Yep. The milk bottles are glass, and the kids' pictures are printed on bits of paper, which are then tied to the milk bottles. Like, this isn't even just haphazard. They were really committed to this fucking bit. (laughs) Somebody in the prop department was looking at the script and went, oh... Okay. And the movie just refused to acknowledge how silly this is at all, which is going to be a fundamental failing here. Yeah, it is a fundamentally silly movie that does not want to be a silly movie, and that's disappointing. So we go to Berenger, the sheriff, as he accuses a woman of the craft of witchery in this town. I can't believe you actually know people's names. It was on the subtitles. Oh, okay, that's fair. Okay, because in my head, he was just Peter Stormare, and he's Peter Stormaring this entire scene. That's fair. Throughout the entire movie, he's Peter Stormaring. I swear to God, this sequence where he's like, this is a witch, even the way the crowd is shot, I swear to God, it looks exactly like someone's about to suggest building a bridge out of this woman. <laughs> So we've got the sexy redhead witch. Spoiler alert, she's actually a good witch, guys. Her color palette is orange. And the movie will continue to shout this at you. <laughs> She's like, we're going we're gonna to light her on fire when suddenly a gun is put to his head. Let the girl go or I'm going to blow your sheriff's brains all over these fucking hillbillies. Our heroes. Hillbillies. 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 In this medieval reenactment village. With steampunk guns. With steampunk guns. This movie is as confused about a setting as your average Ren fair. Yeah. This actress, by the way, is British, I believe, which means that what happened was they had two actors, one playing a brother, one playing a sister, and two accents, and they had to decide who is more capable of doing the other's accent, (laughs) and they erred on the side of not making Jeremy Renner do a British accent. God, can you imagine? And also, I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be twins, and Jeremy Renner is easily, like, 15 to 20 years older than her. <laughs> yeah, you know, they do not specify how old they are. But definitely in, like, the beginning age when they're kids, they are very close in age. They are not 15 to 20 years apart. No, not in the slightest. So the fucking hillbillies, because this is an R movie and we're going to do a cuss. <laughs> There's a lot of doing a cuss in this one, usually when it's not warranted. <laughs> you can tell if somebody's a witch. 
because her teeth and skin and eyes aren't rotting. They specifically say the words, a nasty rot sets in, which feels like a line from a children's movie that was transposed into this movie. <laughs> but it's said completely straight-faced. Like, Jeremy Renner doesn't have fun with the word nasty at all. <laughs> <laughs> and he should have. Do you really want Jeremy Renner to have fun with the word nasty, though? Do you want to have that in your ears? Because I don't. I don't want to have it in my ears, but it would have made this movie something. (laughs) (laughs) Orange Witch is fine. She's not a mean witch. And as they're setting her go and telling her to go free and get cleaned up and stuff like that, he's like, and if anyone harms this woman, you're going to have me to do. What? What? Yeah, what? 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 Me to do? Me to do. Did he just get to the end of deal with and just give up? I think so. Why is that the take they used? I don't know. <laughs> like, was the boom in every other shot? <laughs> you know, honestly, I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked either, honestly. You're gonna have me to do. Mina's like, well, I'll have him to do. And that dictates her plot arc for the rest of the movie. Uh, here's your corporate mandated heterosexuality, folks. It's really, really overt. Mina is the redheaded good witch, by the way. I don't know if we established that, but she just wants to fuck Jeremy Renner. That's her whole personality. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I feel like the whole romance with Jeremy Renner exists explicitly so that people don't forget that Hansel and Gretel are brother and sister and start to expect a love story between them. (laughs) Probably. Heterosexuals be that wild, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. Oh, I'm having flashbacks. (laughs) So the mayor has hired Hansel and Gretel to investigate the missing children and find the witch that is surely behind it. Like, the sheriff is real mad about it. He's like, how dare you? You can't tell me what to do. I'm the sheriff. Because Gretel then just sort of looks at him and then fucking headbutts him like Commander Shepard talking to a Krogan. (laughs) (laughs) Which is maybe one of the better moments in this film. It is very enjoyable. Honestly, the best moments in the film happen because of Gretel. When she's, you know, conscious. Yeah, when she's conscious and not just passed out. (laughs) This movie chronically underserves Gretel in favor of Hansel, who, because they're trying to make Jeremy Renner happen. Yeah. The mayor is like, all right, I don't know where any of our missing children are, but you might want to check this strange cottage in the forest that nobody goes to and nobody will visit (laughs) that is definitely crawling with a witch in it. But that's just a guess. <laughs> I have played that exact D&D campaign. Same. <laughs> Same. None of us have checked it. I guess you might want to check it out. He doesn't explicitly say all of our children must be there because I don't think he's smart enough to put that together. <laughs> so Gretel literally busts down the door and there's a witch just hanging out inside, probably having just made tea. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? I'm literally just hanging out. (laughs) And it also ends up like this witch is going to have been like just a random one-off witch that wasn't even involved in these kidnappings. So she really was just hanging out. We don't even have any evidence that she's kidnapped any children lately. (laughs) They just chase a woman through the woods and murder her. It's fine. Oh my God. It's our first of like five running through the woods chase sequences. Dear God, it is. And they all last so long. Ugh. The witches keep doing like these matrix style acrobatics in their silly witch makeup, which should be awesome. (laughs) 
But the movie really wants you to think that it's cool and serious and not just dumb as shit and awesome. Okay, first off, Gretel has a repeating crossbow. Oh my god. There's no indicator of where the extra bolts are coming from. Absolutely not. They're just generated by the crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> they just happen. The witch has a broom, which this is the broom motif for the rest of the movie. Is It's just like a weird stick. And it doesn't look good. It's the same weird stick every time, by the way. <laughs> every single time it's the same weird stick. Hansel does the thing that he does in every single sequence, which is he has a big gun and he puts it over his shoulder and poses. Yep. Yeah. Which is like his idol animation. Yeah. <laughs> That's his pose on the character selection screen in the fighting game. There's also a bit where they just straight up rip off Dragonheart by having Hansel hit the witch with a bola or whatever it's called and then like attach the other end to himself and then he gets dragged through the woods by the witch flying on her broom until he manages to like wedge himself between two trees. It is beat for beat the same scene from Dragonheart <laughs> except with a witch instead of a dragon and no horse. Also, it happens beat for beat like three times throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Side note, all five Dragonheart movies are on Netflix right now. God damn it. Why didn't I watch Dragonheart instead? Why did I watch Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters? Maybe we should watch Dragonheart. <laughs> Side note, Avatar The Last Airbender is also now on Netflix. Okay, but that one doesn't involve a dude and a dragon who are definitely in love. Yeah. No. That doesn't involve Dennis Quaid, who is by all metrics the inferior Quaid, being in love with Sean Connery, who's a dragon. <laughs> but it involves leaves on a vine! Okay, great. But the dragon and the dude look at the stars together in a romantic evening and are like, I came up with a name for you. No, no, it's stupid. No, I love it. <laughs> Secret tunnel. Anyway. <laughs> and then there's Kara, who's supposed to be the love interest, but clearly she's just like, these gay idiots are going to be the death of me. She's some <laughs> random lesbian. Some random confident lesbian. <laughs> anyway. Where were we? Oh, right. Jeremy Renner. Oh. Right. They caught the witch. She's a random ass witch. And then they're like, okay, now here's the big ask, everyone who knows literally anything about moon phases. There's a blood moon coming. It's an uh. eclipse of the moon that happens once a generation and is very holy to witches. I don't think it happens once a generation. I remember, like, way too many lunar eclipses in my lifetime. It happens once every couple of years. The generations in this town must be very short. People die very young here. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a cool idea that you could have just fucking done. I don't know, a full moon on Walpurgisnacht or something. Ta-da! No, that would require people to know things. And also uh. for actors to pronounce Walpurgisnacht. <laughs> Uh, no, that's fair. I don't want to hear Jeremy Renner try to say Walpurgis. Actually, I do want to hear Jeremy Renner try to say Walpurgis Knock. I do want to hear Jeremy Renner try to say Walpurgis Knock. I do. I kind of do too. <laughs> It'd probably be like how I would say it. So let's do this. <clears throat> okay. Uh -huh. Walpurgis Knock. Yes. Yep. There we go. Yes. 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 Perfect. So the blood moon happens three nights from now and in the middle of the scene oh no it's time for hansel's steampunk insulin yep <laughs> <laughs> because dear listeners whenever he was being force-fed candy he gained the sugar sickness aka diabetes that's right he is fantasy steampunk insulin and he has fantasy steampunk needles and a little watch that dings whenever he needs to take his fantasy steampunk insulin. And like, I don't think that watch is calibrated properly because like, <laughs> instead of it being like, oh, ding, I feel like a bit like shit. 
I should take my insulin. It's no ding. He starts to pass out immediately. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you should give yourself a little more leeway there, bud. You know how when you have diabetes, if you don't take your shot immediately on time, you just die? <laughs> yeah, I mean, isn't that just how it works? Isn't that just how diabetes works? Maybe it's type C diabetes for steampunk. And if you're thinking to yourself, I wonder if they're going to rule of three this and have this come into play during the climax of the movie. <laughs> oh, aren't you a smart one? Do we have a treat for you? <laughs> But yeah, Jeremy Renner has fantasy diabetes. Yeah. So here's the first fantasy diabetes. We'll mark the other two when it happens, just because I think it's fun to mark when these things happen, because it only happens three times. The mayor also introduces some dude who I had to, like, look up his name because even I did not catch it. His name is Jackson. He's some rando. He's just a guy. Like, he introduces him and it's like, so this is a red shirt. <laughs> There's a ticking clock on the insulin, but maybe we should have one on this dude? Also, question about the fantasy insulin. Where is he getting it? Yeah, well, yes, A, where is he getting it? Do I want to know where he's getting fantasy insulin from, considering that the stuff that you buy is grown in, like, cow pancreas? And secondly, like, from what I know about people who take insulin, just jabbing it into your thigh isn't going to do the job, but that's what Jeremy Renner's doing because it looks cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Even the insulin shots are edgy in this movie. Gotta look cool, man. They're like, okay, but let's go get a drink first. Also, I think they're handed some money in this scene. Yeah, they got half up front. They get paper money. And we're never going to see paper money in this movie ever again. Nope. Because we immediately go to the sheriff who's like, I'm going to send out some mercs to go find the kids instead of Hansel and Gretel. Here's some coins. <laughs> yeah, also Hansel and Gretel are like, no, we're not going to travel by night because we're not fucking stupid. <laughs> and the sheriff's like, hey, all of you guys, go out tonight. <laughs> and try to kill this witch. Take your incredibly vicious dogs with you that you mistreat constantly. <laughs> This'll go great. This'll go great. Though it, it does give one of my favorite lines in this as they go out on the night hunt, which is when they're all gathered around the fire, one guy goes, we should put the fire out. They go, we're hunting witches, not bears. What? Because bears will look for a fire. Isn't it explicitly like if you have like a big fire and are making a lot of noise, bears are less likely to fuck with you? pretty sure the whole thing is tie up your food so the bear doesn't eat it yeah and the more noise you make i, I don't understand <laughs> anyway i love that line though i'm gonna just say that from now on fair enough we're hunting witches not bears because <laughs> yeah all of our mercs are just hanging out on a campfire in the next scene just having a nice little friendly get together and then like oh no a strange lady comes into the light of the fire surely she is not a witch and also the dogs like her she is so hot there's no way she can be a witch can you believe it what if something pretty ended up not being pretty and it made my penis sad now that's horror <laughs> on the plus side famke jansen's here is this the woman that played jean gray in the x-men movies she is yes spectacular she was in one really good episode of tng so she sort of makes a career out of playing characters that are powerful women that men are scared of yeah a bit good for her honestly near as i could tell she's also very tall so that helps that does help six foot i love her hell yes i love you famke pick me up <laughs> hell yeah she's here the dogs that they constantly mistreat are also hanging out next to her which seems like less of a thing about like oh she can control animals and more like maybe she just doesn't mistreat dogs she looks at them and she's like there are no children here here there was only dad 
<laughs> Every single one of Famke Jansen's lines in this movie, it's from the list of stock bad guy things to say that like every DM guidebook has in it. God, this movie should be so good. I can predict the end of every single one of her lines. Like every time she goes for a dramatic pause, I know exactly how that line's gonna fucking end. <laughs> and then her hot face turns gross and it's like, oh no, my dick is sad. <laughs> Truly, this is terrifying. So one guy gets torn apart by dogs. Yeah. One guy gets quartered by like tree roots and branches and stuff. Which is actually pretty rad. Yeah, this, it's a great scene. <laughs> And then another dude just starts, like, getting on his knees and it's like, oh god, help me. It's not like he actually prays. He's just like, oh god, oh no. I feel like there's a third guy who dies and I forget how. I think he gets decapitated. That sounds right. I don't remember how he gets decapitated. There's a lot of decapitation in this movie. I should remember the kills in this movie considering how gruesome they are. But they all just slide out of my brain. <laughs> like gruesome it's also very dark the movie is not particularly interested in shooting many of these things except for the guy that gets drawn and quartered so like the dude is like oh god oh no and she's like even your god knows better than to come here oh god just real good monster chrome bride of satan shit yep and immediately we cut to the tavern well he gets a cursed did on him first and then oh you're right you're right some magic goes into his forehead and he starts digging through the dirt eating bugs which leads up to a thing later and by later i mean right now <laughs> right where we cut to jeremy renner trying to like flirt with a girl by talking about gruesomely murdering a woman now see here's the thing you can only flirt with a girl by talking about gruesomely murdering a woman if it's like a true crime thing and the guy gets caught and goes to jail Unless it's a mystery as to how she was gruesomely murdered. Oh, that that would that would seduce me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned offhand, oh no, we think the witch also has a troll helping them. And they're like, oh no, trolls are extra, which is, I guess, something we're coming back to later. I think this is called foreshadowing, but I'm not <laughs> sure by the movie's definition. <laughs> yeah, they're going through all the details of like maps and stuff with the red shirt. And then a fanboy comes over. Oh, God. Who we've seen before. He stole some of the milk earlier and then was in the crowd staring, but we didn't really fixate on him. He shows up and he's like, hey, guys, I've been a fan of you since I was a kid and I really want to be a witch hunter, too. Can you sign my book? I've got a scrapbook of your newspaper clippings. <laughs> I've been collecting things. You don't sell merchandise, but I made merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't really have a question. It's more of a comment. <laughs> to Hansel and Gretel's credit, they hate this character immediately. <laughs> <laughs> this kid is also here just so we can have a little bit of exposition that is also them trying desperately to make sure that this movie has some kind of through line, which is like, how do you kill a witch? And like, oh, cut off the head, we're about the heart, skin them alive, also burn them. And we also have a, a second where we have to establish that witch magic doesn't work on Hansel or Gretel and by that I specifically mean their wands that they have because witches have wands in these movies yeah so anytime somebody throws a generic energy blast at Hansel or Gretel it goes right through them sidebar I hate how magic in like every movie basically is just I'm going to telekinesis some stuff around like the last witch hunter was hot garbage but at least it had some interesting visual effects when it came to the magic no it's either telekinesis blasts or it's, I made a potion off screen. Yeah. Don't worry, we've got both kinds in this one. In the middle of this riveting conversation about exposition about Hansel and Gretel, in comes the last Merc who was eating bugs. Yeah, and he comes in screaming about a witch and says that she told him to give them a message. As this guy is like 
visibly about to have something gruesome happen to him. And there's this bit I actually like where Jeremy Renner grabs the fanboy and moves him so he's in the way of the in- inevitable like gore blast. <laughs> effectively using this guy as a shield against the Gibbs. This kid should be used as a shield. This kid should be used as a shield. And so he explodes. Gretel goes, the curse for hunger of crawling things. I hate that one. Oh no, she she does a cuss. She says, I fucking hate that one. She does a cuss because this is an (laughs) R-rated movie. (laughs) And the fanboy who's just watched a dude explode, someone he probably knew because this is, you know, his hometown, was like, that was awesome. Uh, I mean, to be real. I feel like he would say that was awesome after he yarfs. Yeah, I could, I could see that too. I'm with you though, fanboy. This is the only point at which you and I connect. <laughs> I'd do the same thing. So then we skip to Hoggle from Labyrinth's older brother with steroids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's an accurate ass description. There's a lot of things about this movie that were bad choices, but the fact that they use practical effects for the troll is actually kind of cool. This is a fucking Jim Henson character, and I love it. Oh, no, this dude is like a straight up. I am shocked that this thing did not come out of the Jim Henson Creature Company. There was a pull quote on the Wikipedia page from the actor who played the guy, and he was like, it was kind of like a NASCAR where I'm driving, but I'm not really in control of anything because there's like five guys working the puppet remotely. (laughs) It's a whole ass troll, apparently, who just kind of looks like a big chunky dude. And he's tossing food at kids in these like vine cages. So I guess here's all the missing children. And also we have our main witch, whose name I guess is Muriel. You know, like Courage the Cowardly Dog's mom. Okay. And she has prepared some gruel for two witches who don't even have names in the credit sequences, which is there's a red-haired one and a spiky one. There's one with like really short spiky hair. And I think this is one of the places where the unrated cut differs because the unrated cut has like a scene where the two witches show up and they have like a bunch of ingredients for some kind of potion. Then they say, also, we brought something to test it with. And then they have a child. And then there's like a scene where they don't show the child getting murdered, but it's clear the child was murdered. And then they're drinking the bowls of gruel, which are bloody and have eyeballs in them. Oh, that's cool. Uh That's great. (laughs) I needed that. Anyway, the stuff in the bowls makes them temporarily immune to fire. And there's a whole scene where they like hold one of the witch's hands over the fire and they're like, oh, this is so neat. And they hold it over too long. And she's like, no, let me go. Ah, oh, this changes everything except it doesn't. And then the head witch is like, we only need one more ingredient or something, something. And then we cut to Gretel sleeping where she dreams about her mom. And then she also dreams about the beginning of the movie. In case you forgot. But when she wakes up, there is actually a bit that I like, which is A, there was one bed in the room, and so Gretel's sleeping on the bed, and Hansel's sleeping on the floor. Because sister privileges, she gets the bed. And then when she wakes up and tries to wake Hansel up, he, like, immediately grabs her hand and just kind of holds onto it, and it's actually kind of a sweet sibling moment. Yeah, there's, like, two of those in this movie, and it's kind of shocking in how it actually feels like a real emotion. It feels like an actual codependent sibling relationship. Although Jeremy Renner does ruin it by doing his awful delivery on a repeated line. Because basically whenever these two start to talk about their past, Jeremy Renner says, we don't talk about that in the flattest line delivery I've ever heard (laughs) in my entire life. Yeah, there's no hidden pain. There's no like longing or sadness or any there. It's just, we don't talk about that. When she gives up trying to get him to talk about that, he lets go of her hand and rolls under the bed, which is again very good. (laughs) So Gretel just gets up to look wistfully out the window. We skip to the next day, which is Hawkeye buying a whole ass couple of outfits for children. 
He's buying children's clothes from the market, which, like, that's not weird. Whole ass outfits, not just, like, a shirt and some pants. It's a whole look that's put together on, like, one hanger. Which, I will remind you, ready-to-wear children's clothing was not a thing. <laughs> that stuff was homemade. And if it was made by somebody else, it was custom-made. That wasn't on a hanger. It's definitely being sold out of, like, a wagon, too. And I swear there's, like, a schoolgirl's uniform, like, in the background. I'm almost certain, yeah. Oh, boy. So he buys that, and then he goes to buy a pumpkin, and meanwhile, Mina, the good witch, is staring at him in the, from the distance, and she starts wandering forward to chat with him. So they hang out a little, and she's like, you know, I guess it's kind of weird to, like, be in this town and talk to everybody when they were perfectly happy to watch me burn to death, like, a day ago. Yeah. And Hansel responds to that with, like, yeah, I guess I'd have watched that. I'd have okay. But, I mean, my sister <laughs> tends to require a little more evidence before burning people to death. And then it just sort of hangs there like, but I don't care. <laughs> and she's horny for that one. Yeah. He says the only good witch is a dead witch. And she's still horny for him. She's like, have you ever met a witch you didn't want to kill? And he's like, nope. Time for my fantasy, insulin. <laughs> Which is at the point where she identifies that he has, quote, the sugar sickness. And he gets into the whole exposition about how eating witch candy gave him diabetes. Meanwhile, she's just holding his pumpkin because the director decided that we just hadn't yet associated her with orange enough. And she's like, so... You are very handsome. And he goes, well, yeah, and you have my pumpkin. And she's like, so you're hot and everyone else in this village wants me dead, so... Wanna fuck? To Jeremy Renner. <laughs> my dating prospects are limited right now. You DTF? Also, do you think she really had to just sort of close her eyes and act her hardest when she said you're very handsome to Jeremy Renner? <laughs> We're not talking shit about people who look like Jeremy Renner. Let me be very clear. It's just that the universe is, seems to have decided that he's incomparably hot when really he's just white. He's like average. Let me be the first to stake here as <laughs> I love shitty white guys now and again. Now and again, you'll dip into a shitty white guy. Yeah, Mackenzie has chosen her life. You'll take a taste of that. Mackenzie's chose this life. <laughs> I understand my types and one of my type is Tall, scrawny white guy who looks like he'd die in a strong wind. And wears glasses. And wears glasses. That's one of my types. They're not everybody's types. In fact, I would say they are very few people's types. Most people tend to classify them as villains. <laughs> <laughs> not without reason, but with the fact that many of them have committed actual <laughs> genocide. <laughs> that too. So let me be the first to say I understand having a type that goes against the aesthetical norm. But Jeremy Renner... Is not aesthetically pleasing. I don't know whose itch he scratches, but no one here. <laughs> it is no one at this table. <laughs> Except Mina. Except Mina's. Mina's contractually obligated to want to bone him. Fucking scratches her itch, man. Meanwhile, we head back to Spiky Witch, who is just sort of hanging out in the woods. Grabbing some newts. Yeah. Like you do. You know, that's what you do as a witch. Sometimes you just gotta grab a newt. And in the distance, she begins to hear, Hello! <laughs> She sees a form that's unmoving with a long wig. Yeah, they clearly just raided the prop closet for this one. This, this is the, from the back. This thing looks like the berries and cream guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it does. The only thing that would make this better is if, if instead of saying daddy, he was like, Papa, I'm lost in the woods. 
not get coffee on my nose. <laughs> Papa, help me! Help me, Papa! <laughs> oh, Papa, please! I've got all these fattening, fatty foods to eat and no one to share them with, Papa! one of those sections that Lucas cuts out to show us how long we've been laughing at one dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, look at this movie. Let us have this. <laughs> Let us have this, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> I've been bathing and marinate all day, Papa. <laughs> with a pumpkin for a head <laughs> that we have invented. <laughs> so Spiky here walks up to this fucking obviously fake child and like grabs his head and then the pumpkin falls off. She's like, what? And where is this noise coming from? And there's like a steampunk gramophone. <laughs> it's a steampunk gramophone. It's like it's it's clearly clearly supposed to be a music box because it's got the little holes in it, but it's cr- producing an actual human voice. It's a metal disc with the little music box holes in it. How is it doing literally anything? I don't know. I can't believe nobody was decapitated by this metal disc, honestly. You know what? I'm fucking disappointed now because no one was decapitated by it. It looks like it should decapitate people. It's right there. We've already had a dude drawn and quartered by vines in this movie. How is no one decapitated by this disc? Hey, writers, hire us. <laughs> Call us. We're going to make a whole movie about a fat little boy. Listen, we can't do worse than this. <laughs> Have you heard our Melville cut of The Raven? Call us. We know what we're about. Uh, seriously, though, we should make a sequel to The Raven. And not only does it have Emily or whatever in there, having cool European lesbian adventures, but also Gretel can come, too. <laughs> Sounds great. We can let Gretel shine. Anyway, in this movie... The witch is standing there staring at the thing, and then suddenly there's Hansel thwacking her with <sighs> Yeah, there's another fight scene with a foot chase. That is way too long. It's way too long. And the witch takes off on her broom, and Hansel hangs off the back on a wire again. Again. Except I think she gets away with Hansel? No, they capture her. They capture her and stick her in a room. Wait, you're right, you're right, you're right. They capture her and interrogate her. That's later. That's another foot chase with a broom dragging. This movie's a fucking blur, you guys. That one happens in about five minutes, Annie, so I can understand why he got confused. Yeah, it's at this point in the movie that I feel like I've been watching this movie for three years. <laughs> so they capture Spikey and they interrogate her in the sheriff's office or the inn or something. I think it's the jail and the sheriff is real mad about it. By the way, throughout the rest of this movie, he's going to be wearing a weird little nose guard because Gretel broke his fucking nose. 
It looks bad. It looks bad. It looks real bad, man. They interrogate her and torture her and... Okay, Hansel has brass knuckles with a spring-loaded extra knuckle? What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about that somehow. Why would you do that? They're just brass knuckles. You just hit people with... I don't... Every weapon in this movie has an extra part that has to pop out at some point. I don't understand it. Hansel and Gretel are just real horny for springs. Like, not only have they encountered witches, but they've also encountered Coily, the demon who makes springs go away. <laughs> no springs! No springs! At some point during this interrogation, they get a vague hint about what's going on. The blood of the twelve moons will soon be collected. And then there's an inordinately long investigation scene. Like, they said the blood of the twelve moons, and I was immediately like, oh, it's a child born in every month of the year. But no, they go on for like five minutes figuring this out step by step. Yeah, they have to look at their dossiers of children. Hansel runs to the sheriff's desk to look at the census for the town. Because the last girl is a girl, they need a girl born in April. But also, like, I'm pretty sure if this takes place at any point during actual history, these records would be kept by the church, not the sheriff's office. Because he's like, oh, that's for official town business only. He's like, why do you have these? Why do you have, why does, why is anything happening here? I'm pretty sure the cops in our day and age don't have this. Like, they have to go look it up. This is not information they have at their fingertips. Yeah, shouldn't this be at, like, the mayor's office or something? This place is a mayor. Look. (laughs) In fantasy world where there are kids' faces drawn on a milk bottle, Sheriff has it. I mean, I can't disagree with you. (laughs) This world is not interested in establishing itself in any way, shape, or form. No, not at all. So Jeremy Renner goes off to find the girl born in April. There's exactly one in the town who fits that bill, I guess. He finds her, and for some reason, the census information has her name, but not her address. And so he's like, tell me where she lives because the witches are going to get her. And the witches start setting the town on fire. Yeah. Pretty much instantly as soon as he says that. Because the witches are here and they can do fire. Yep. Yeah. It's just fireball. They just keep casting fireball on the whole town. A witch shows up at little six. Six-year-old Mary's house, Mary born in April, and apparently they already know that they're gonna come try and take the kids because mom is here, and also they name her oldest son Lucas, which is great because I kept wondering, like, mom, older sister, young husband? Yeah, the witch controls the kid's muscles and makes him shoot his mom, and I'm sure it's all very traumatic, and I'm not sure this scene needed to happen. No. Considering that we never really see any of these characters ever again. Yeah, this kid doesn't, like, get any kind of, like, pathos or anything where he now needs to take out the witches or whatever. Nah. So as we get some scenes of Jeremy Renner running through the village to get to this house and fighting witches and shit... We also watch Red Shirt and Gretel, like, lock up Spiky Witch. And Gretel's like, do you shoot well? And he's like, no, but that's why I use a shotgun. And it's supposed to be really funny and humorous. And it's, it's okay. Sorry, guys. If it's a joke that I could hear while playing Rainbow Six. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a cool groundbreaking joke, you guys. <laughs> the main witch shows up. And she's got her pretty face on, which I still don't understand why she even has the pretty face, because she doesn't really do anything with it. She doesn't try to pass for human for more than like 10 seconds at a time. Because they've got Famke. Yeah, you would think that it would be like, oh, we spent all this money on Famke Jansen, and also we found a perfect way not to have her be in the makeup chair for five hours every morning, and then they don't take advantage of that. No, you think there would be like a, oh my god, it's a dramatic reveal that she's been the evil witch the whole time, but she's endeared herself to Gretel and is having like a 
weird sexy mom or maybe lover plot. But nah, they don't do that. Don't worry. No, she's just sort of here to be like, here's my pretty face, but now it's gross and your penis is sad. Yeah, it's used solely for shock value. It's very lazy and I'm very tired. They have a fight. Hansel, meanwhile, finds the troll. Hansel also hits a witch over the head with a glass bottle, but the glass bottle doesn't break. The troll actually is carrying the like little girl, little May born in April or whatever. Mary born in April. Whether May born in April would be way more fun <laughs> as a character name. <laughs> But she's in this, like, adorable little Jim Henson cage strapped to our Jim Henson troll's back. Uh, on a side note, this movie still wouldn't be great, but if they at least had a little fun being like, we need the girl born in April. Well, here's a little girl named May born in April. She was born in May. No, she was born in April. But her name's May? Her name's May. I would have... That would have cranked this movie up a few points. Oh my god. Just a little Three Stooges bit in the middle of the movie. They would have actually had, like, character. They could have rolled their eyes at one another or something. I would have loved that. Call us. But instead, we now have <laughs> Gretel almost dies, but a man saves her part the first. Yeah. Part the first. We're going to come back to this. A lot. Famke Jansen, like, holding her and, like, threatening her and talking about how she needs something and, like, sexually touching her chest. And, and then she's like, oh, you, you really don't even have a name, do you? I guess it's Jackson, but that sounds fake. <laughs> so she just sort of, like, uses the gun thing and makes him shoot himself in the head. And it's like, oh, no shock. Okay, so in the unrated cut, his head just completely vaporizes. What happens in the theatrical cut? Basically that, honestly. Yeah, I want to say it might cut like a, a couple of heartbeats away so you don't see it too much, but I feel like his head basically just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We linger on the headless corpse for a couple of seconds in the background before it falls over. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. There was no real lingering. Unless there was, and... This dude is such a non-entity, it just slipped from our heads. That's, that's possible too, honestly. Gretel almost dies, but a man saves her part the second. Gretel lands outside and she knocks her head and she's immediately unconscious. And so Fanboy comes along and loads her in a cart and covers her up and gets her out of town. We slip back to next morning because we've seen Hansel launch into the air, hanging off of a witch's broom, and we're just gonna, like, leave that one there. He's done it twice before we know what it looks like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he grabs onto the back of the witch's broom, and as they're flying away, he tries to attack her, and she's like, fuck you, and kicks him in the face, and he falls off the room and plummets to the earth. I'm like, what was his plan? <laughs> <laughs> What was your plan, Jeremy Renner? What was your best case scenario? <laughs> Here's the best case scenario. He kills the witch, the broom no longer flies, and he plummets to the earth. Every possible <laughs> plan results in him plummeting to the earth. We wake up in the morning to fanboy trying to clean Gretel's cleavage. Oh. Yeah, no, Ugh. he's like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dry the neck, and then I'm gonna maybe touch a booby. Oh. This is a fucking long ass scene. It was oh. five times longer God. than it needed to be. Ten times. Fifty times longer than it needed to be. Also, I should note that at this point, all I wrote in my notes was fanboy being creep washing cleavage. Gross. And I wrote no other notes. <laughs> okay, I'll try and give a bullet note of all the exposition that we are dumped upon in this scene. <laughs> he almost touches a booby. The sheriff blaming Gretel and Hansel for the fire. Ben has a whole bunch of memorabilia he's made himself. He's like, while you're here, let me ask you a personal question about your traumatic childhood. About your parents and what's up with your mom and why did they abandon you and something, something. Let me just ask you that. And then he scampers off for porridge, makes a three bears joke. Apparently only grand witches can change their faces. Don't worry, that's not really going to come up at all. That's not important. It's not really relevant to anything. Don't worry about it. And then Gretel has a repressed memory about their mom doing a vaguely witchy thing. Yeah, because there's like a drawing of someone who was burned as a witch who looks kind of like Gretel's mom if you squint. And she's like, I need to find Hansel. 
And off she goes. Let's go find Hansel. Meanwhile, Hansel, he's hanging upside down. And of course, Mina's there and she's looking up at him. She's like, hi, are you okay? Do you want to go and fuck? <laughs> Let's go fuck. He's bent backwards over a tree branch. How is he not dead or paralyzed? <laughs> Don't worry about it. He's like, can you pull me to town? This is clever and witty. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to help you get down? No, I can get down on you. What? What? <laughs> so he falls hurts himself she helps him up they go to some healing waters yeah. and bone okay so here's the thing i hate most about the unrated cut intercut with our sequence of corporate mandated heterosexuality we have gretel going to look for her brother in the woods and there is an attempted rape scene between her and the sheriff okay so what we have in the theatrical cut is we have most of this aside from the really explicit attempted rape and boning so gretel is wandering in the woods yelling for hansel some dudes grab gretel and beat her up and she goes down super easy because she's a lady. Ugh. They do that thing where they keep grabbing her by the throat, which only happens to women in fight scenes. And they're holding her by the hair, too. <sighs> this scene sucks. Ugh. She does almost bite the sheriff's nose off, which is nice. The one time he's not wearing his dumb little nose guard. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> While she has been running around and yelling for Hansel, we cut to the troll who looks up at hearing her, looks down at this partially eaten boar carcass he's been going to town on, and he's like, oh, man, <laughs> I just sat down to lunch. <laughs> Gretel gets hit, goes down again. Then we decide that, well, hey, audience, do you like violence against women? Well, check out the unrated cut. Ah. Uh. It sucks. It sucks so bad. It goes yeah. on forever. Ew. It's very much just attempted. Emphasize the attempted, but the fact that it's there at all is unnecessary and gross and stupid. Ew. Well, I mean, who could possibly conceive about any other violence against a female character if it wasn't sexual violence? Uh. <laughs> anyway, then... Anyway. Then Edward the Troll comes in and kills everybody. Anyway, the Troll runs in and just murders yeah. everybody, yeah. which is nice. Thank you, Troll. I wish Gretel could have done it herself, but I will accept a monster doing it. Right. Gretel almost dies, but a man saves her part the third. Yep. The troll does splat the sheriff's head. That is very good. Yeah. He just curb stomps it. Like Sparrow's egg between thighs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He then picks up Gretel, flashback to Hansel and the witch getting dressed and wandering away from the healing waters. Amita's like, hey, do you want to fuck again later? And he's like, yeah, be DTF. <laughs> <laughs> right as they leave, Gretel walks up with the troll and he sets her down and tells her to drink some water yeah so this is the moment that really obviously this muppet ass dude is designed to be a sympathetic character because he has big soulful eyes and this is the point where you really just solidify like if this was a better movie we would have jeremy renner and mina have their character mandated heterosexuality and we would have gretel with some kind of mandated heterosexuality but it would be a hot monster <laughs> or at least a cute monster at least some kind of, like, romanceable monster that's not just Hoggle. <laughs> Hoggle got beefy. <laughs> Hoggle got swole. Hoggle got swole. Hoggle was going to jail and had to bulk up fast. The troll, whose name is Edward, I guess, which you can really only tell if you have the f***ing subtitles turned on, because, like, Edward! <laughs> Yeah, thank God this one had subtitles. Otherwise, anything that comes out of Edward's f***ing mouth would be completely indecipherable. Actually, everything that comes out of a lot of characters' f***ing mouths would be utterly indecipherable. <laughs> like, even if I heard it perfectly, I would be like, there's no way that character said that. <laughs> 
He heals her up with some salve or something, and he's like, trolls serve witches. And once he's delivered that bit of exposition, he leaves after giving her his name. And really, he should have been a hot dude, but we're here now. And we come to Hawkeye wandering in the woods until he comes to a farmhouse. Oh, right, Jeremy Renner, sorry. So Jeremy Renner realizes that he doesn't have a big gun to sling over his shoulder, so he grabs a log to do it instead. <laughs> and he goes and starts poking around the house and gets attacked by a mysterious person who turns out to be his sister. Who <laughs> was like, what the f*** are you doing here? And he's like, what the f*** are you doing here? Neither of them have any idea how they've arrived at this scene. Because that, that is some genuine sibling interaction. Is, what the f*** are you doing here? What the f*** are you doing here? <laughs> In their, what the fuck are you doing here? So they fall through the floor and find a witch cave. Because witches live in caves in this movie. It's basically the cave Alan Moore dug under his house so he could do his magic. <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. He can never sell the house now. Not everyone wants a magic cave. They're like, oh, that's weird. This is a witch cave. And then they pull out of the witch cave. and They're like, oh, that's weird. This is our house. Because... It turns out they grew up right next to this fucking town this whole time. Everything in this movie is like a 20 minute hike away from each other. <laughs> so I guess that means the, the town that they have come to help stop it being full of witches and find all the missing children must have been the town that they were taken into after their parents just sort of ollied out of the movie. That has darker implications once we find out more stuff later. Yeah, and also all of that. So I guess they just didn't notice. <laughs> this was the place where they like, sure, maybe they grew up isolated in the woods, but also maybe they went into town sometimes to go buy full outfits. But no, this is their house. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Gretel's like, so what happened to our parents? Why don't spells work on us? Why is there a witch layer? I think that our mother was a, oh no, the head witch is here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's time for her to exposition for the next 15 minutes. Oh, God. <sighs> the never-ending exposition scene, everybody. This movie was lacking exposition. The head evil witch exposits for 15 minutes about how their mother was the head good witch. And for her spell she wants to cast on the blood moon, she needs a good witch's heart. And so she was going to use their mom, but she was too powerful. So she gave some rumors to the local village so that she'd be distracted and she could maybe grab Gretel instead. And by distracted, we mean that Murder. the village came out and they burned her at the stake. And then hung her husband, Hansel and Gretel's dad, in front of the house. Yeah, and they're like, his corpse was bright in the light of your mother's burning flesh, which is like, what the hell? Jesus. You know how Jurassic World has that really, really long, gratuitous scene where that one... The chick what was on Merlin? The assistant? Yeah. The assistant gets murdered really gratuitously. Just murders her for like 10 minutes? Yeah. yeah. It's that, but with this poor, like, woodsman husband. Why is this movie so interested in this... I know why this movie is really interested in violence on women. I know. I know. But why, though? <laughs> That's why their parents ollied out of the movie. And it turns out that this whole town that they've been trying to help save all the kids from are just, you know, full of people that will just sort of literally murder people. Not only that, but they are probably the very people who murdered their parents. Yep. So that's a thing. So that's cool. And of course, the movie has absolutely no interest in addressing this at all. Nope. We're going to move on to, oh no, Famke Jansen indirectly killed my mommy. 
That's what we're going to go with. And also, I guess that means Gretel and Hansel are both witches, but they're only interested in Gretel because, like, they don't say that witchery is something that is only passed down through, like, women, but... It's implied. Also, Hansel is also immune to witch stuff, but maybe that's just not necessarily them both being the children of a witch. And I think it's implied by Mommy casting a spell on them before they went to the woods. Yeah, Mom cast a Voldemort don't kill Harry Potter spell on her kids. I guess. So yeah, I hate this movie, you guys. <laughs> I don't think I like this movie very much. I should love this movie. That's the thing, right? Like, there are so many pieces of this movie. This movie should be good, but it's bad. Nobody is having fun making this movie. And you can tell. By the way, the color palette is almost entirely washed in gray and blue. I don't know if I mentioned that. It's a very dark movie. Mina the Good Witch is the only splash of like color in this whole fucking thing. That and all the blood. Aggressively orange and then a whole bunch of red. It's kind of like an early aughts video game. Gretel is kidnapped for the third time. <clears throat> because... This movie is completely uninterested in having Gretel do anything. Ugh. Yep. Because Jeremy Renner has to be the action hero that they pump up. Which is too bad because Gretel, out of the two of them, is the one that's actually good looking. Yeah. And also, like, she's awesome and competent and mm -hmm. can act. But then, you know, the movie suddenly remembers that she's a lady. So then she gets knocked out in like five seconds. She headbutted a dude at the beginning of this movie. It's all been downhill from there. <sighs> So Gretel is kidnapped again. Mina saves Hansel again. And she's like, oh, I'm a white witch, it turns out. Did you not pick that part out? And she's like, also, I know how to go find the witch gathering to save your sister. And also, I found something in the lair of your mom in the cave under the house. What is it? Let's cut to the fanboy who's in this movie again. Uh, yep, he's here. Don't worry about it. Okay, I tried to write this out. The Arblelmelin Grimoire? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't, don't look at me. I don't know. It protects against dark magic, he shouts. So they're gonna use it to bless a whole sh ton of guns, basically. And bullets. And bullets. Let's not forget the fact that they just have straight up, like, shells. I don't know what would make the Blessed Weapons any more effective against the witches and the weapons that they already have, but okay. It's never made clear. Question, this potion that they need to brew with a good witch's heart and like 12 kids' blood or something. So that just makes them immune to fire. I guess. But you can still cut their heads off and shit. I guess. So they just want to get rid of one of their debuffs. I guess. But all the rest of it's still fine. I guess. <laughs> it's elaborate. You can still skin them. I guess. Yeah. But no fire. I think it started out where it was like, witch's only weakness is fire. And then they realized that at the climax of the movie, starting a fire in the oven was going to be too much of a distraction from the actual events happening during the climax of the movie. Mm. They realized that actually setting the her on fire would be too involved. So they added a bunch of other weaknesses, but they kept the plot where the witches are trying to like stop being vulnerable to fire. So you think they worked backwards from there? Yeah, I believe that. That seems like the kind of mess that this movie is. <laughs> So we do this whole sequence where we pour witch holy water on the guns and the bullets and there's butt rock playing and then they all ride off to go save Gretel. <sighs> and meanwhile, Gretel comes to with Edward the Troll tenderly stroking her hair. Oh, great. And why wasn't he a romance? <laughs> why didn't you design him to just be like a hot thing to look at with pointy teeth? I have an agenda, damn it. <laughs> I was just reflecting on the fact that this has become so much of a thing that you're frankly disappointed when it's not there. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> I'm saying that it was perfectly set up in this film, and Gretel could have had something to do that wasn't passing out and being rescued by dudes. She mm-hmm. could have at least made out with something. Yeah. <laughs> I like your emphasis on something. <laughs> Someone I don't know. No, I feel something is appropriate. <laughs> it's just, it's right there. Anyway, <laughs> Buff Hoggle. <laughs> anyway, Buff Hoggle is stroking her hair and then leaves as soon as Spiky Witch is like, get the kids. It's time. Oh, God. And then everything goes red. (laughs) We cut real quick to, like, Hansel and Mina and the fanboy is also here, setting a bunch of wires between two specific trees in the middle of the forest. It's not like one wire across a bunch of different gaps. It's like they figure the witches will only fly through this particular gap. (laughs) And so they just, like, hogtie that shit with wires. And then he hands a gun, which, because every weapon needs to do something else, it is a gun that unfolds like a Jacob's Ladder into a long gun. (sighs) (laughs) Which wouldn't work at all. I'll suspend my disbelief for Mass Effect. (laughs) But not for this. I have my limits. So he hands this gun to the fanboy and it's like, now go be a sniper and don't be in this sequence. We have too many people on screen as it is. (laughs) And now we go butt rock as the witches all sort of screech at each other. And we all look at these. They went ape with these witch designs. Oh, God. And a lot of them are just like, do you have a disfigurement? Come be a witch in our movie and get murdered gruesomely later. Yeah, they definitely did actually hire, like, actors who are missing limbs, which, you know, I'm glad they got work, but also maybe not like this. Not like this. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to describe the sensibility of the design of all these different witches to John while I was watching it, and I was like, it's like someone booted up Diablo 3 and invented a hot topic. Yeah. It's a lot. The thing that I've figured out about this movie is that it's just a very mean-spirited movie. Yes. This is a movie that doesn't like people very much. Yeah. It is not a movie that enjoys itself. It's not a movie that loves itself. It's not a movie that likes people who don't look like the norm, basically. If you've got a disfigurement, you're evil. That's the assumption that this movie operates under. Unless you're a good witch, in which case you're hot. Yes. And orange. It's that ancient Greek belief that everything beautiful is good and everything good is beautiful. Proven wrong repeatedly, but fine. Who doesn't love a physiognomy? Uh, I'm surprised they didn't just whip out the calipers and start measuring people's skulls. (laughs) These witch designs, they're all bad. At least they don't veer into the spectrum of being too obviously racist. There is a witch doctor. Yeah, that does happen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also some conjoined witches who I don't think are Asian, which I guess is at least you know, the base threshold of not being the worst. This is a movie that does not enjoy itself. It is not having fun. It does not like anyone in there. It doesn't want you to be happy. No, it doesn't. And it could have. It has all the pieces to be that kind of movie, but it refuses because it wants to take itself seriously. Which, why? Your movie's called Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. It's got a candy house in it. Everything goes red. The witches are all just sort of like crawling around and going like, ah! Because that's what they do. And then Hansel walks in, slings the gun over his shoulder because that's his idle animation. Also shoots the gun up into the air and like, you should let my sister go or I'm gonna kill you all. And it's like, why not just start shooting? (laughs) 
It's not like you need to get your sister out of the line of fire as evidenced by the fact that you start shooting immediately. <laughs> what follows is another long-ass drag-out fight that lasts for a million years. It also turns out that in the process of setting up for this cool fight, they just walked right up to the cliffs right behind this witch's gathering and set up a Gatling gun. Yeah. Mina has a Gatling gun. Orange Witch has a Gatling gun. Orange Witch has a Gatling gun. This should be awesome. This should be fucking rad. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's just the long ass boring fight. And in the middle of it, we have Gretel almost dies, but is rescued by a man part four. And meanwhile, Jeremy Renner's just murdering a whole lot of women. Edward frees Gretel. Spiky's head gets blown off. Edward falls off the cliff. Spiky's head gets blown off in front of a bunch of children, probably traumatizing them for life. But they're fine. They're fine. Don't worry about it. There's the conjoined witch fight, and I have a bullet point right below that that says, why not? (laughs) One of the conjoined witches dies before the other, so the remaining one is just, like, dragging around her sister's corpse, which is a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. Even in the movie, this fight must take a long time because the moon seems to be, you know, pretty high in the sky. One would assume that this would happen at midnight because that's when things happen. But this fight then takes about, oh, five to seven hours because dawn comes up in the middle of the fight and then the fight keeps going. And Gretel's like, ah, it's over now. Let me use my crossbow that goes two different directions now. And a sword whip. That comes out of nowhere. She just has like Ivy's sword whip out of nowhere. Yeah, it's just straight up soul caliber sword whip. Also, her crossbow goes two different directions. Yes, we mentioned that. It's still a repeating crossbow. I'm not sure that's how anything works, but okay. (laughs) And then we kill all of the extra witches. So we're just down to the witches that we've had in the rest of the movie And they escape. Oh, and a bunch of witches get gibbed flying through wires. Yeah. That's when we have another long-ass chase scene wherein Jeremy Renner gets attached to the tail end of a thing. So the fanboy is near the wires and he shoots the gun and the movie decides what we need to do, what is really cool. (laughs) We focus in on the bullet that in the middle of being fired peels away like a banana to reveal that it's an exploding grape shot bullet? Yeah. Is that the best way to describe this? Yeah. I don't remember if it even does anything. Does it kill a witch? I honestly don't remember. He basically hits her with birdshot. (laughs) I don't know what happened in this fight scene. I know it lasts for a million years. Hansel is like, okay, now we have to go after the head witch. And Gretel's like, no, I have to leave the movie for another couple of minutes. (laughs) I have to go find my monster boyfriend who fell off a cliff. I have to go find my buff hoggle. (laughs) And she finds him and she uses an electric thing we saw for five seconds as a defibrillator. Defibrillator. Defibrillator? The point is that's not how defibrillators work. No, she stabs him repeatedly. Yeah. But it works. He's fine. It's fine. He's completely fine. He's absolutely fine. Also, because it had to, remember how this movie takes place within like 20 minutes of any scene? We found the candy house. Yeah, it's really great because they're chasing Famke Jansen through the woods. We cut to Jeremy Renner and he says, oh, you can't be serious. And then it pans around to show us what he's looking at. And then I say, oh, you can't be serious because of the fucking candy house. When Gretel eventually shows up at the scene, she's like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. (laughs) They're as tired of this movie as we are. (laughs) 
so we go into the candy house. We have a fight scene where she's like, I'm going to kill the fanboy. And he's like, no, I'll put down the gun because I care about the fanboy. And then Mina gets a wand that I think is her wand or maybe it's someone else's wand. But then she and the head witch have a little telekinesis off. Jeremy Renner shoots fanboy in the shoulder in the unrated cut. Does he do it in the theatrical cut? I don't know. Maybe? I honestly don't remember at this point. <laughs> we were all really checked out at this point. <laughs> I just watched this movie within the last 12 hours and I could not tell you. <laughs> anyway, there's a witch fight, which is boring, as all witch fights are in every movie. <laughs> the witch fight ends in stabbing Mina. With a wand. With a wand. This is the part where I have a bullet point that says, remember when Gretel was in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, she shows up finally. Because we have this long sequence where Mina dives in Jeremy Renner's arm. She's like, oh, I saved you. Oh. So he gets to have pathos about it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And her last words are kill the fucking bitch, which I think that line sums up just how mean spirited this movie is. Yeah. This movie doesn't care about characters' emotions. And not like, I'm so glad I got to meet you or I love you or, hey, remember when we fucked in the water? I wish we got to fuck again. <laughs> No, it's just kill the fucking bitch. <sighs> Mina wasn't even a good character and this is a shit line to go out on. Anyway, they kill the fucking bitch. Yeah, there's a really dark and indistinct fight scene before he opens up the oven. And the oven never gets lit, by the way. You would think it would be to be satisfying, but it would take a long time. It would take way too long. Like, it takes forever to light an oven like that. It would be like that scene in Undertale where you have the instant noodles. <laughs> If you use the instant noodles in any other fight but the final boss fight, you get an entire sequence where you're just making the noodles very, very slowly. <laughs> it would have been that. There is a scene where they get a chain around Famke Jensen's neck and the chain's hooked up to the oven door, which is why the oven door gets opened up. She gets yanked up off the ground and Jeremy Renner punches her in the gut a whole bunch, like just goes to work on the ribs. And then she starts crying and begging for her life and flipping her face over to like regular pretty Famke Jansen and it's like I'm firmly of the opinion that it's okay to have women die even gruesomely in a movie as long as they're the kind of woman who can fight back yeah but at the point where this character is just blatantly being victimized that starts to sit real fucking bad with me yeah she's sitting there begging for her life we know it's probably a trick but the movie's not even framing it like it's a trick it's just someone begging for their life and being utterly helpless while Jeremy Renner just breaks every rib in her body and then of course he starts to choke her out and then his dumb little clicky watch starts going off okay so this watch has gone off twice it's been like at least an hour and change in movie time it's been probably a couple of days in the movie itself since his insulin clock went off it's been a couple of years in all of our heads yeah. <laughs> since his little insulin clock went off we only had this thing happen once to make us wonder what's going on the second time was where he explained everything, and the third time was where it was plot relevant. This dude has not had to worry about his fantasy insulin at all. The dude was strung up overnight in a tree, and he did not need to use his fantasy steampunk insulin. He's fine. So yeah, Gretel has to go crawling across the room to retrieve Hansel's fantasy insulin while the witch just kind of hangs out. Because, of course, his clock goes off, so he starts dying, because that's how insulin works. He just dies immediately. Dude, you gotta <laughs> recalibrate that thing. <laughs> gotta give yourself more leeway <laughs> so instead of doing anything with fire which was sort of the whole thing that witches were trying to avoid in the first place they just chop her head off with a shovel yeah 
And it's inordinately long because the shovel gets about halfway into her throat. And then Gretel comes along and puts her foot on the shovel and takes the head all the way off. And I don't know what it looks like in the theatrical cut, but in the unrated cut, it's, uh, it's actually a pretty cool practical effect. Oh, no, it's honestly pretty cool looking. Very gruesome, though. Yeah. Then we have Jeremy Renner come in and bookend the movie with another voiceover. <sighs> it's the worst, most hackneyed sh- and I wrote it down. Oh, good. Revenge doesn't change the past. We didn't learn this lesson. It won't bring our parents back. You didn't care about that. But it sure as hell does feel good. Uh, My sister and I know the truth. The the mayor hands them coin money and that they they weren't really interested in the truth. So do they. Who? They know our story. Our powers. What? They know what we can do. Who? And they should fear us. Why would you tell them what you can do? The witches? Should the witches fear it? Because it seemed like the townsfolk should fear, because that's the they in the shot where they were talking about they they know us. The shots here do not match up with the voiceover at all. No. And he's like, they should fear us. All of us. And then they cut to a brand new scene with a costume change. And everything here is what they waited 10 months to film because they thought it really needed it. Yeah, they went to a desert location to shoot this. Fanboy is on their team now. And so is Edward, the swole hoggle. The swole hoggle who's pulling a cart full of dead witches, which in the desert sun must smell just terrible. Ripe as hell. Oh, that would be so awful. (laughs) Also, why are they dragging the witch corpses around? I think they're planning to turn them all in. Like, you know when you're questing in World of Warcraft (laughs) and you're doing all your reputation quests and you just end up with like a bunch of stacks of stuff that you plan to turn in all at once? That, but with witch corpses. They didn't seem to need that in the rest of the movie, though. Yeah, I don't know. It was 10 months later. I think they forgot. (laughs) (laughs) They come across this big desert obelisk filled with witches, and then over the credit sequence, they have a butt rock fight. Oh, God. Why was this movie made in 2013? This is the most 2004 ass (laughs) I've ever seen in my life. Once they're done with that sequence, they have, like, a bunch of butt rock, but with, like, CGI renders of all of the stupid weapons. But they're surrounded in blood! (laughs) And they're flying at the camera, because I think this movie was in 3D in the theaters. It was. Oh, no. This movie was absolutely in 3D in theaters. It was in 4D in some places. What, so it traveled through time? (laughs) No, no, the seats just vibrated. Oh. It had a rumble feature. Why is that 4D? Do do people not understand what the fourth dimension is? No. Great. Obvious. No. No, the fourth dimension is Captain EO. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway, fuck this movie. (laughs) This movie is so hell-bent on making Jeremy Renner, like, a cool guy and focusing most of the movie on him that it completely ignores any, like, interesting hooks that it has. Like Gretel. Gretel's rad. Gretel just needs to show with all the other badass chicks out there who get completely ignored for the sake of douchebag McGee. We should just write an Expendables, but with every underserved female character we've covered on this show. Oh, that would be so cathartic. (laughs) Call us. Call us, Hollywood. We have the finger on the pulse of what the people want, and the people are the people in this chat right now. The people is us. We know what we want. (laughs) We are the people. We know ourselves, Hollywood. (laughs) Very well. I got ten bucks. What do you guys got? I'm pretty sure I have like $4.38 right now. Ooh, I got my stimulus check. Ooh. Cool. So, Hollywood, if you want that <laughs> grand total of like less than $100, <laughs> we've got it. This is what you need to be making. <laughs>
call us. <laughs> it's time to topple the old institutions, build up a brand new series of movies. <laughs> Made to cater specifically to us. If Disneyland stays closed much longer, they're going to need to start selling stuff off, so... <laughs> I'm just saying, there's an opportunity. Can we pick up the rights to Maleficent? I think Ooh. we could rescue Maleficent. Hell yes. Then she can go around to all these movies and talk to them about the Crooked Russian Cam Initiative. <laughs> yes. And just be, like, rampagingly lesbianic with, like, every female character she encounters. God, this movie really should be cool. <laughs> this movie should be fucking awesome, but it's not. It's just joyless and mean. Honestly, I kind of want to watch Jupiter Ascending as a palate cleanser. Yeah, same. That movie's got everything this one don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a hot monster boyfriend it has a gun that goes bark bark <laughs> <laughs> it's got a stupid gun but this one goes bark bark it's got eddie redmayne alternately whispering and screaming at the top of his lungs which is infinitely better than whatever famke jansen is showing <laughs> go it's listen to our jupiter ascending episode everybody it's got a dragon guy who's immediately replaced with another dragon guy <laughs> except this one has a scarf <laughs> got a zero g orgy god that movie's great it's got multiple and staggeringly complex oedipal complexes but also it's got a menstrual pad used by people who have no idea how to use menstrual pads <laughs> it's got sean bean as sean b <laughs> we need to wrap this up now so i can go watch that movie <laughs> So I think with all that, we have thoroughly convinced you that you need to stop trying to make Jeremy Renner happen. Because, God, when you try to make Jeremy Renner happen, you make Hansel and Gretel witch hunters. And you could have made that a good movie, but you didn't because you wanted to make it a Jeremy Renner movie. That's where it all starts to fall apart. Now that we have convinced you, it is time for our final facts. Kit, what's your final fact? It's vitally important to always properly calibrate your steampunk diabetes watch. <laughs> Mac, what's your final fact? In 2017, Jeremy Renner launched an app called the Jeremy Renner app, which was basically Instagram, but only for Jeremy Renner. All it was was pictures of Jeremy Renner that he already posted on his fucking Instagram. But supposedly, if you joined this app, you'd be able to interact with Jeremy Renner directly. But you weren't actually able to because he didn't actually pay any attention to it. As you went on, this app actually became a scam app. Wherein, basically, if you wanted to get Jeremy Renner to maybe notice you and have Senpai notice you and maybe Gross. make a single comment to you or something where he'd be like, thanks, in response to something that shouldn't have added thanks to it. You had to buy points to then pay for extra likes that you could do on a single photo. And if you, like, tap the button too fast, you would automatically buy, like, $80 worth of points even if you didn't want them. And then also people started scamming other people by pretending to be Jeremy Renner, talking to them so that they could get more money and points. And anyway, it was eventually closed down because it was all a big scam, which basically my final fact is never trust Jeremy Renner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good fact. Annie, what's your final fact? My final fact was something else. I even had it written down in advance this time, but you know what? My final fact is actually that you should definitely watch Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> Can't disagree with that. We've built an entire reputation on the fact that you should watch Jupiter Ascending. If we ever have, like, a booth at a convention, the sign isn't going to say Crooked Russian Cam. It's going to say you should watch Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make banners with Comic Sans. Do we have our next one picked up? I don't think we do. I don't think we do either. Do we want to just do Dragonheart? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
What's her fact? What's her fact about Dragonheart? Dragonheart is the most beautiful love story between a man and a dragon ever made. Ooh. You know what? I could go for that. What about you, Mac? Sure. Join us next time when we just decide to indulge in our absolutely favorite bullshit. That's right. We're going to watch Dragonheart. I'm excited. I Will Fight You comes out every five weeks, wherever you download podcasts. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can do that at CRC Podcasts and on Tumblr at crookedrussiancam.tumblr.com or however the hell that URL is categorized. I don't care anymore because we have a website, which is crookedrussiancam.horse. That's crookedrussiancam.horse. <laughs> you can find links to all of our other projects like Date Me Damn It, which is coming out every other week right now, and Gem Jammer, which is also coming out on alternate weeks with that. So you can get stuff from us every week and just really punish your ears, frankly. <laughs> but also, if you like that, you should give us money for it at patreon.com slash the gem jam where for a couple bucks a month you can subscribe to that and support all of our terrible things that we love doing and he does Juliana's bi-weekly journal from gem jammer on the patreon so if you want to read a recap that is also like a cleric being incredibly anxious all the time <laughs> it's some good shit you should read it that's just for a dollar, so you should do that. You can also support us on Ko-fi or buy our terrible, terrible merchandise. All of that is links on our website, crookedrussiancam.horse. That's crookedrussiancam.horse. Our Dumbledore Fox t-shirt got DMCA'd. Sorry, guys. Senpai <laughs> noticed us. R.I.P. in peace, Dumbledore Fox. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And we have fought you. I'm surprised they didn't just whip out the calipers and start measuring people's skulls. <laughs> Shit, that was the last of my coffee, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've done this repeatedly to you now. <laughs> it's got Sean Bean as Sean B. <laughs> Shit. Okay. 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 We it's need got to wrap Hooter. this up. <laughs> I know. Oh God, I we just, gotta finish this I fucking just, episode. <laughs> I just, can you, my face is just so full of wonder and delight. <laughs> I love you, you stupid fucking nerd. <laughs>